you can use this to generate possibilities without scratching your head and feeling weird. You can say, well, I ran it through AI and they gave me a couple of choices for you. Now it's nothing personal, right? It's not like I'm having to say, Roland was the most handsome person that I have. It sounds terrible, right? So think about that. Let the AI generate the testimonials. Obviously they need to be true, but here's what's cool. It picked things that I would not have thought of when I, you know, I think even if I was doing a program. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch once a week with insanely successful entrepreneurs who share their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Grab your seat at the table, because this is Business Lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Welcome to another episode of Business Lunch. And today's a snackable episode with Roland where he's gonna get into some more tactical strategies that you can start using to live a rich and happy life. If this is the first snackable episode you're hearing, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes that Roland has put out. And if you wanna get notified every time we release a new episode, go to the new businesslunchpodcast.com website and we'll send you detailed notes along with every episode. That's businesslunchpodcast.com, www.businesslunchpodcast.com and you can sign up for the free email newsletter. On your desk, sir, on the table should be a copy of a letter that is a sales letter for a marriage counseling business because we had some questions about that yesterday. And this is something that I put together this morning in about 18 minutes. Okay, it's very, very important that you have it right now, so sorry. No, I'm just totally kidding. But what you're about to receive, how's that? I'm gonna rephrase it. What you guys are about to receive is a, is a full-on 2,300-word, 13-page-ish sales letter that, that I did in about 18 minutes this morning for a business that I know absolutely nothing about, the marriage counseling business. And I was pretty happy with how it came out. And I, I wanted to put it on the table because I couldn't really go through it all. I'm going to talk about portions of it. But just to flip through it and kind of see what's possible if you haven't already done this. We put together, how many of you guys have played with chat GPT? Okay, and leave your hand up if you have played with DALI 2. The art version, okay, fewer people, okay, cool. And that's great, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. How many of you have actually released content into the wild that was generated from ChatGPT? Nice, how many of you have made money from content that you released into the wild with it? Great, awesome, cool. It's kind of crazy. We had, I had a wild hair to do a project over Christmas that I thought to do on the 23rd of December and used AI to create the program and, and, and the letter and, and really guided most of it. It could have been better if I had had more time to spend on it, but it was Christmas, right? And I didn't want to. And so I sent it over to Deanna and the team and they got it out. And in the five days that it was active, it generated about $250,000. And that's cool. It didn't take me any time at all to do it. It's just crazy how effective this is. And so just using the free version of it, you can get a whole lot done. And so what I would like for you to do as you look at the letter that you may or may not ever get, and as you look at what I'm gonna go through here today, think about what questions would you ask the AI to get this kind of, because it all really comes down to your interviewing the AI. And the better your questions, just like in real life, the better the product that comes back. 
So that's really what I want you to do. And think about, as we're going to go through, I'm going to give you some prompts and things. This was a really hard session to put together for you because we have so many people doing so many different things. And we have so many people at different levels. And we have people that can program and people that don't at all. So it's I'm trying to get it to be something that's inclusive for everybody. And to get the most out of it, I think it's just ask yourself the questions of how can I use this in my business? What questions would I ask the AI to get these results? So ChatGPT is the first thing that I want to talk about. That's the text-based AI that you can interview. It's basically an intelligent chatbot. And they've scanned in, as of 21, 2021 is kind of when its data set or its training set expired right now. So it's not up on the most recent things, but pretty up on things. And, and so if you ask it to go out and do things on the internet without having it create a Linux terminal or something like that, it's not going to do some things that you might want it to, but by asking it prompts the questions that you put together for it, it will give you answers. So I wanted to go through the prompt that I used to create the letter that is on your desk, and I'm going to go through what it created and talk about that as well. But the prompt that I used was act as a marketing copywriter. So I told it what role to play. This is training the model. So we're creating a model in our first query that we can then ask more questions about to get better responses. So write a sales letter to sell a course on how to have a better marriage, where the sales letter you write is of equal length and based upon the following example, the Wall Street Journal's Two Young Men letter, and then paste the content of the sales letter. So what I did and what you can do that I think is really, really cool is you can go and find the best performing control letters of all time and paste them into the AI and have a new letter based on that or new content or a new offer or a new sales page based on that created by the AI. And it will build the whole thing for you. Who's familiar with the two young men story from the Wall Street Journal? Okay, thank you. For those of you who are not, the two young men letter was one of the most successful controls ever for the Wall Street Journal. It talked about two young men graduated on a you know lazy afternoon, uh, and then effectively they had all of the same opportunities. One of them read the Wall Street Journal, one of them didn't. The one they met at a company event, and they worked at the same company. And one of them, the guy who did not read the Wall Street Journal, was in a lower level VP position. And the one who read it every day is the president of the company. Pretty cool. And a great story. And stories we know are the best way that you can sell. So I wanted to create a letter for a marriage counseling event called the Marriage Makeover Experience. And I wanted it to be based on this letter because we know this letter performed well. So that was my, that was how I fed it. And we'll talk about how you feed data to the model. This is the end result. And as, like I said, as you go through, think about how you might create something like this as well. So dear reader, on a beautiful late spring evening, five years ago, two young couples got married. The two grooms were childhood friends. The two brides were sisters. They were very much alike. These two young couples both had met through friends. Both spouses worked similar jobs. Both were personable and both as young couples in love are, were filled with ambitious dreams about their future together. Over time, children and work and the general demands of life, they drifted apart in their respective marriages. Each had been married for a few years. Neither was particularly happy. Something was missing. They just wanted more out of their marriage, but they didn't know how to achieve it. John and Sarah, AI made them up. I didn't, were in love, but they were struggling. They were having trouble communicating, they were fighting more often, and they felt like they were growing apart. Now, this is 
using the AI to draw on the challenges that people who are having trouble in their marriage face, right? So thinking about that, and we'll talk about how you get these things as well, but they were growing apart. They're facing many of the same problems that couples typically face, lack of intimacy, financial stress, unresolved conflicts. They knew something needed to change, but they really didn't know where to turn. Tom and Jane, the other couple, also facing similar challenges, they were having trouble doing these things as well. Like Tom and Jane and John and Sarah, many couples experience one or more of the most common challenges all marriages face, including a bunch of stuff, okay? All challenges that it's scraping from having scraped, they said it scraped about 10% of the total internet, right? So it has an awful lot of data to draw on. And I think it's so much easier to get data here than it is from Google, and I think Google's going to be in trouble, even though I know they have their own AI. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Recently, the two couples celebrated their five-year wedding anniversary. They were still very much alike, both doing financially and professionally well. They each had two children, but there was a difference. One of the, two, one of the couples, Tom and Jane, celebrated their fifth anniversary together with a trip to Paris. What do you think the other two were? They spent theirs working out a settlement with their respective divorce attorneys. What made the difference? It wasn't luck. It wasn't a change in circumstances. And then it goes on and talks about marriage stuff, okay? And then, let me see if I can go back one there. You see, Tom and Jane attended a marriage makeover experience down at the bottom where they learned valuable techniques and strategies for improving their relationship. They returned home with a renewed sense of hope and purpose. Now, these are the uh, testimonials that you see interspersed here, which are totally fake, and I had the AI make them up. Now, here's what's cool about testimonials is when you send a book to a friend and say, can you write me a recommendation for the book? They generally will say, can you send me a couple and let me pick, because I'm so busy. Or you have people who are your clients who are saying the same thing. Or they're saying, I don't know what to say, you helped me so much. Then you can use this to generate possibilities without scratching your head and feeling weird. You can say, well, I ran it through AI and they gave me a couple of choices for you. Now it's nothing personal, right? It's not like I'm having to say, Roland was the most handsome person that I have. It sounds terrible, right? So think about that. Let the AI generate the testimonials. Obviously, they need to be true, but here's what's cool. It picked things that I would not have thought of when I, you know, I think even if I was doing a program. So, it, and they're all different, which is really, really cool. So it gave, gives John and Susan there. Then it says, at the retreat, they learned how to. Now these are all of the things that the AI found helps people to have a better marriage, okay? Based on the things that are the biggest causes of divorce. So we know that these are very likely, some of these things are very likely to resonate with everyone in our target market that's reading the letter, right? A marriage improvement experience unlike any other. You see, ours is unique. Another testimonial. Knowledge is power. These are things that are based on the two young men letter from, from the Wall Street Journal. Now, what I also wanted to do is I wanted to bring home, what is the alternative if you get divorced? So what is the cost in dollars if things don't work out? I was actually surprised at how low it was because my wife reminds me that it would be significantly higher than this. But now I have data to say, but chat, chat GPT. No, a mere $15,000 investment, that's the price that I picked for this for our program, and, and investment in your marriage provides greater returns emotionally and financially than almost any other investment you could make. Consider this, 
15 to $50,000 average cost of divorce. That's the average, right? Uh, child support, average 5160 a year. That sounds like a super deal to me. I'm gonna show it to my kids. <laughs> You guys want us to succeed because this is going to be bad for you. The average property settlement, this was to me was shocking. The average property settlement in divorce is 60 to 40% of the couple's total. Okay. So imagine now our pain point. Imagine losing up to 60% of your net worth and life savings just because you didn't make a $15,000 investment in your marriage today. Okay. Another testimonial. Now, I also wanted to have some authority. Say what? I use it. I want you to use it. So there is, there is, and it was built by ChatGPT. So I also wanted to have authority. And so I asked for sources and statistics to support the claims that were being made on the other non-cashy kinds of things. So legal fees, Martindale Research, I just highlighted them. You look at what it quoted. All of these are supported by crazy good authority, right? American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. Nobody wants to hang out with them. National Center for State Courts, Forbes, Pedia, et cetera, et cetera. So lots and lots and lots of support for the things that we're saying are true, which is going to be very helpful and also ties our credibility to, you know, that's appeal to authority, right? Why risk all that expense and emotional stress when an investment in your marriage today can actually prevent it? Now we go back to the story. So I basically just had it cut that stuff in and I'll show you how I did it to the story. Back to our story of two couples. Remember, unlike John and Sarah, Tom and Jane decided to seek marriage counseling to make the best investment, to make the investment in themselves, their marriage, their family and their future with the help of a skilled therapist. They learned how to communicate. They put their knowledge into practice and it's stronger than ever. They were able to work through their challenges and their marriage will very likely last the rest of their lives. Too late. On the other hand, John and Sarah, this is that contrasting story that really brings it home because the reader is identifying with the two possible outcomes. We're presupposing two possible outcomes that exist for them. Work it out, use the marriage makeover, or get divorced, and that sucks. Look at all that stuff, that, that, that bad stuff that comes. On the other hand, John and Sarah decided not to seek marriage counseling. They hoped that things would work out on their own, but ultimately... Their marriage failed within six months. They realized too late, they'd missed an opportunity to save their marriage, and they regretted not taking action sooner. Don't let this be you. If you're facing challenges in your marriage, don't wait. Take action now. Invest. Blah, blah, blah. Benefits are clear. Another testimonial. Talks about what the experience is. The 15,000. Another testimonial. And the chat GPT generated order form. Okay? Pretty cool. And so how did we get... Do you guys think that's a pretty decent letter? I mean, I'd mail it, right? So the prompts, the prompts are the questions that we enter into the AI. So how did we get there? You start with a naked prompt. Naked prompt has no context around it. it. Just says, hey, write a sales letter, sell a course on how to have a better marriage. The result you're going to get from that is going to be meh, okay? Maybe even sub meh. Role-based prompt is where you're assigning a role to the model, because what this really is, anytime that we go in and we start a query or a prompt sequence in ChatGPT, we are building a model for the AI to work with it. So we can tell it that right now, you are going to act as a marketing copywriter. What do we want to have happen? We want you to write a letter to sell a course on how to have a better marriage. Better than a naked prompt, because we give the model context. Who am I? The AI needs to know when it's writing the letter. 
Now, a data-fed prompt is what I did here by feeding that letter in. And a lot of people don't get that you can do this. It is so incredibly powerful because you can take any data points you've got, any sales letter you've got, any customer data you've got from Facebook, anything, and feed it in just by cutting and pasting it into the prompt. As a matter of fact, you'll see I pasted all 22 or 300 words of this letter in when I asked it to give me headlines. And it gave me great headlines because it had all of that context to look at. And the more context you give it, the better the result's going to be. So the data-fed prompt, we say, now, my prompt is write a sales letter to sell a course to have a better marriage when the sales letter you write is of equal length. Equal length is important because it only generally comes back with about five or six paragraphs. And based upon the following example of the Wall Street Journal's Two Young Men letter, and then I pasted the whole daggone Wall Street Journal letter, which I found in a PDF for free, into the prompt box with this, and it gave me a pretty cool response. Now then you get to combination prompts. So this is where we get into prompt chaining. And this is really what is going to separate you better, more expert users of this than most people who are just playing around with it. And that is that you really do work with it and interview it because it learns as you go and you are training the model that you set up. So prompt chaining is just asking several prompts to get a better result. So I said, act as a marketing copywriter role. What is its duty? You will write a sales letter to sell a course on how to have a better marriage. It's going to be equal length based on the example, paste the content in. Now I've got a combination of things for it to work with and generate some pretty good context. Then I said, let's do pain point prompts. And obviously you can do this yourself as part of a chain, which I think will get you a, a significantly better result, or you can just do it all and then kind of piece it together and send it to your copy team or whatever. Pain point prompts. So I said, add, add, because I already have the letter. Add seven bulleted items. I want it to be bullets. If I don't say bullets, it's going to do it in a, a commas. It's not going to separate out as well. And I'll have to actually hit enter return seven times. It's terrible. Carpal tunnel. No. Add seven bulleted items to the above sales letter, listing the most common reason that marriages fail and end. In and then I said another prompt right after that, because it gave me the seven. Now they're just sitting there. I said, list 10 benefits of marriage counseling. What is the good that comes? And then my prompt that tied it all together was combine the last three responses into a single sales letter without deleting any of the content. Yep. This is the only time you'll ever see this. It's not going to be recorded. Or No, I'm just kidding. Kid, totally kidding. Okay. So combine the last three responses into a single sales letter without deleting anything. So that, now think about that. You can use that with anything that you're doing. If you ask for headlines, you can say, add those, generate three versions of each of the headlines that you just did as a separate ad. Each ad should be however many characters you want. What is it, 2,200 characters in on Facebook or 30 characters total in an AdWords ad? You can specify all of that stuff and get so many iterations and then load them all up and split test and see what you want because you can also say, rewrite that letter, that letter that you have, I could say, rewrite that letter in 10 different versions. And then we just run them all and we see which one gets the best response. We could take each paragraph from the letter and have multiple versions and do that too, right? So then we get to story-based prompts. Now, I love story-based prompts because it doesn't require me to have any imagination at all, right? I can say, rewrite 
the above sales letter, this is what I did, by the way, rewrite the above sales letter beginning with the allegorical story about two fictional anecdotal couples because they didn't have names. It was just two people to start with, right? So I wanted to get some realism into it. So an an allegorical story about two fictional anecdotal couples, both of whom are experiencing some of the seven most common reasons for divorce in their marriage. The model knows what those are because we already ask it to generate it for us. One of these couples decides to seek marriage counseling. Now I'm saying, here's the plot of the story. And their marriage succeeds and lasts for the rest of their lives because they receive the 10 most common benefits of marriage counseling. The other couple decides not to seek marriage counseling, hoping things will work out. Ultimately, it fails within six months. Make the story, this is great. Make the story engaging. Yeah. (laughs) Give me some details about the husband and wife and in each of the two fictional couples and the specific challenges and solutions they experience. And that is basically what got that end result that series of things. Did a couple of other things. Continuation prompts. This is something that is very important to know because ChatGPT can be stingy because it's got tons of people that had a million users in five days, right? One of the fastest ever. And so its servers are taxed and it's free right now, right? So it will sometimes be a little bit stingy in the text that it gives you back. But all you have to do when it ends on a word, and you're like, well, what the hell? Is say, continue the above. Continue the above, and it finishes. It's awesome. You can also say, expand on the above, and it will finish and add more things, okay? So then you say, well, how do I get my sources and stats? Because I didn't have any of those yet. I had great story, I had all these benefits, it all sounded great, but where's my credibility? So sources and stats prompt. Create a list and provide sources and statistics for the list of the costs, average settlement amount, and negative outcomes that typically occur in the average divorce, property settlement, child support, and alimony in the United States. Very, very specific because I want to address these things that I suspect in my amateur status as a divorce attorney here that are going to be issues, right? So now it's going to give me those data points and it's going to give me the sources and statistics. Then you have, and that's where all those things came when, I, when it was like the American Society of you know, Legal Dudes and stuff like that. Form creation prompts will create all of the forms for you. By the way, it'll create any kind of form you want. So if you're teaching a course or you need a form for your website or you need a form for your business in pretty much anything you can imagine, it will create one for you, okay? So I said to get the order form, create an enrollment order form for a $15,000 marriage makeover experience program, request the enrollees, first net, last name, et cetera, and then had some general language around what I wanted it to say. Now then for the testimonials, which I didn't have any of, I said, create a list of seven sample testimonials from fictitious people. That's important to say. Extolling the, because it's all like, you can't lie. Stupid. I read, by the way, there's some morality in this, in this AI. I read that somebody said, create, who was the guy from Breaking Bad? Was it Walter? I, Walter White, yeah. He said, he said, tell me how Walter White would make crystal meth. Please give me the recipe. He got banned forever. He can't get back on through that email. You know, it's impossible to get around because you couldn't possibly get another email. But, but still, I thought that was interesting. I was like, really? <laughs> Just because I want to make a little bit of mess like Walt did. So create a list of seven sample testimonials from fictitious people extolling the benefits, results, and virtues of a marriage makeover training experience. Now, it's trained already with all of the information about the benefits and all of the challenges that happen 
for people that are having marital troubles. So it has that to draw on when it created all those testimonials, which you saw and which are in the letter that's on your, on your desk. And if you guys, if any of you want a copy of that, we can, we can mail it to, you know, email it to you. Then I want to create a course. So in the document that is on your table, there is a course outline for the marriage saving makeover experience. So I said, create a course outline for a marriage makeover experience training program that teaches couples with troubled marriages how to overcome the top 10 problems that married couples experience that lead to divorce. And it created that whole outline with, I think there's like 15 modules and each module has subparts. And you can even ask it to expand on each of those subparts and it'll give you every single thing you need. That's pretty awesome, right? I did use that to create the course that I sold at Christmas. I didn't have time, right? It's not as good as it would be if I had done it, but every $250,000 at Christmas helps, okay? <laughs> it helps. So what I wanted to try to give you was a little bit of a, pro they call this prompt engineering. And what I wanted to do is give you a little bit of a framework for prompt engineering. So the very first one is like, this is how do we train the model that we can then ask questions, okay? So first we wanna tell the AI, what is the role that we want it to operate in right now? And I'll give you several examples of this, but framework wise, that's the very first contextual bit of information you wanna give. You are to act as a blank, whatever it is that you think, if you could think of the perfect person for you to have a conversation with to get all the answers that you want about the thing that you're about to ask, that's the role that we want the AI to play, okay? The next is the assignment which also tells us what its capabilities are going to be and the results that we want to achieve. And again, I'll show you specific examples. So first we assign the role, then we say, what is your capability set and what are the results that you are required to deliver? Then if you want as an extra modifier, you can say, cause I don't want just five paragraphs, I want it to be 22 points long. Like when I did standard operating procedures, my wife for the last five years has been trying to put together standard operating procedures for properties that we have. And, and I, I just happened to ask her when this got released. And I said, do you ever get those standard operating procedures done? She's like, no, it's impossible. It can't be done. I was like, what do you want? She's like, standard operating procedures for cleaning. I did it. I got 10. I asked it for 30. It gave me 30 down to you'll mop the area and then you'll do this and then you'll disinfect the counters and surfaces and then you'll do this. Kind of like the, the 60 some point checklist they've got for the rooms here, right? Pretty cool. And for your business too, standard operating procedures, no problem. Is that a challenge for you to create? You've been having a challenge with that? Easy. Pick a thing you want SOPs for, it will do a bang up job of creating them. So you can say, I want it to be this many words long. I want it to be 2,200 words long. I want it to be 30 characters long to constrain, let's say, or to expand, or I want it to be this many points, okay? And you can always add more. Then you can also say, what is the style that I want this to be in? So the next modifier is, do I want it to be funny? Do I want it to be professional? Do I want it to be academic, which is gonna have super high level vocabulary and not be easy to understand? Do I want it to be an explanation like I was five? Do I want it to be at a sixth grade reading level? Do I want it to be like a Donald Trump speech? That one was funny, the Donald Trump speech. <laughs> this is the best, best thing ever. This is really, really big, it's gonna be billions. It was really funny, it's like you heard his voice when you're. And what's cool is like I did a copy, I did a letter that I asked to write in the voice of David Ogilvy, 
And then I did it and asked it to write it in the voice of Ryan Dice. And it will do that. It gives you different results because it has analyzed pretty much everybody you can think of. And, and as you'll see, you can say, give it to me in the format of BuzzFeed. Give it to me in a witty, funny story. Give it to me like Chappelle would deliver it, right? It's, now they are beginning to constrain those names. So you're going to have to get a little bit more creative with that, what that style is. But if you can specify a style, it will absolutely spit it back. And it's pretty awesome. Okay. Then you're going to say, this is the first thing I'm going to ask you in the model that we have now created. Now, if you're going to create a brand new model and you don't want it to know or look back on everything that you have asked before, you're going to want to say, start a completely new model and disregard everything I have asked you up till this point. Then you start the new model. Otherwise, you might find weird things drifting in from other stuff that you've asked, okay? So then you are going to ask it your first question, which is going to be my first suggested request is, and then whatever that is. And then you can also add in the data that we talked about. So go find the best-selling sales letters in your market. You know, you can, who's mailing what or any of those kinds of things to find the best performing controls of all time or ad intelligence or your own history of which ads work the best for you or which sales letters do. What are your controls? Load them up, right? So using or incorporating the following data, and then you just paste that data in. Now, putting it all together, you end up with act as a marketing copywriter. You'll write a sales letter to sell a course on how to have a better marriage with a sales letter you write is of equal length and based on the following example. That's the one that I did, right? So let's look at a couple of these things that we could do. We can create a campaign. So we can say, I want you to act as an advertiser. Why an advertiser? Because we want a campaign. You could also say an ad exec, right? Or a copywriter. But each of those will get you slightly different responses. What's our task now, our capabilities? You're going to create a campaign to promote a product or service of your choice. Now, I'm going to tell them different products as I go. Remember, we're just training the model here. You'll choose a target audience. These are all the deliverables I want. You'll choose a target audience. You'll develop key messages and slogans. You'll select the media channels for promotion, and you'll decide on any additional activities that we're going to need to have to reach your goals. You, the AI, is charged with this. It is your goals, okay? My first suggestion request is, I need help creating an advertising campaign for a new type of energy drink targeting young adults aged 18 to 30. Response, sure, happy to do that. Target audience, young adults, yep, just like you said. Okay, key messages and slogans, fuel the, your day the natural way. Say goodbye to artificial ingredients. Unleash the power of nature, elevate your energy naturally, here are all the media channels that you should be on. Social media, influencer marketing, online advertising, college campus marketing. Interesting. Additional activities. You should host a launch event targeted at young adults. You should partner with gyms and fitness studios to offer samples. And you should offer promotion or a discount for first-time buyers. Now, this might not be the most robust, detailed marketing plan ever, but it's a heck of a start when you are looking at a cold, hard, white page and saying, what the hell am I supposed to do to promote this stuff, Right? and to give your team ideas and help them be so much more efficient because it's always easier to edit than create. It's always easier to edit than create. It really is, okay? And it gives us some promotional ideas and then tells us some more information about that. So what if I want a recruiting plan? How many of you here are looking for somebody to work in your business to help you in some capacity, right? A lot of you, right? Cool. Okay, let's see how it would do with that. I want you to act as a recruiter. I'll provide some information about job openings, and it's going to be your job to come up with strategies for sourcing qualified applicants. 
This could include reaching out to potential candidates through social media, networking events, even attending career fairs in order to find the best people for each role. My first request is, I need help sourcing ahead of marketing. Sure, happy to do that. Here's your job description, right? Develop a detailed and accurate job description that highlights key responsibilities and say, okay, so I need to have a job description. Great, okay. Can I have it do that? Yes, I'll show you how in a second, okay? Job posting, post a job on various job portals, boards, and social media platforms. Now, I can ask for more details, by the way. This is my very first response. So don't stop with the first response. You're going to want to interview it. You can even go in and say, so like we've got job posting, job description, and what are the other things? Employee referral, encourage your current employees to refer friends and colleagues, networking, attend industry events and conferences, LinkedIn, use LinkedIn as a recruitment tool, post a job, headhunters, referral bonuses to employees and other people that refer people, and career fairs. Now you can go and say, give me a detailed plan for sourcing or for recruiting a head of marketing at a career fair. Give me a detailed plan for recruiting and so on and so forth, and it will do that, okay? So it'll give you all the specifics you want. You just have to ask. You just have to ask. And then it tells you that, you know, it's gonna, it, that what it did is good. Now, let's say, okay, well, I don't know what the job description is, so let's prompt chain down and say, give me a job description, okay? As director of recruiting, write a job description for the head of marketing position at a business that provides training for couples who are experiencing marital discord to help them repair their marriage. Include suggested prior experience, suggested years of experience, required experience required, duties that should be performed, etc. Okay, couple works. That's a cool name because it means two things, right? I like that. It came up with that. I like that. Couple works. I'm willing to license it to any. No, a business that provides training to couples who are experiencing marital discord to help them repair their marriage reports to. I wouldn't probably have thought to include that in the thing. I mean, you might if, you, if you're a hiring person. CEO, position type, it's full-time. Where is it? Might be remote. Maybe it's a city state. We're seeking a highly motivated, results-driven head of marketing to join our team. The head of marketing is going to be responsible for developing and executing marketing strategies that drive growth and engagement for CoupleWorks. The ideal candidate will have a proven track record of creating and implementing successful marketing campaigns and experience in the therapy or coaching industry. Nice. Key responsibilities, develop and execute comprehensive marketing strategy, driving growth, et cetera, manage and lead the marketing team, set goals, provide guidance, create and execute campaigns across various marketing channels, including email, social media, paid advertising, collaborate with the sales team, monitor and analyze trends, adjust marketing strategy, develop and maintain relationships with media and partners, create, manage content, develop, implement processes. Crap, that's great. I never thought of that. We, I think we might've mentioned we have a relatively new relationship with Corn Ferry which is one of the best recruiting firms, and, and they are now acting as a virtual bench for us and for you if you, if you need them. And they asked me for job descriptions, and I was like, don't you know? You guys, you guys hire people. Can't you give me, like, I need a sales director. You know what that is. And they're like, no, we're not going to give you that. And I'm like, okay, fine. So ChatGPT did. Qualifications. Bachelor's degree, five to seven years experience, track record, experience in therapy or coaching is a plus. I like that too. Like I didn't have to say it's a plus. Not a requirement, but sure would be nice. Strong leadership, et cetera, and more and more. A pretty daggone good job description, right? Because what I would have done in the past is take some time and go to Google and say, find me job descriptions and then looked at three or four of them and smashed them together and done basically what it did for me. Sample prompt four, create a financial plan. I want you to act as an accountant. Super interesting, right? And come up with creative ways to manage finances. Now, that might be not the right thing to say. I have had accountants that managed the finances creatively, and I did not actually enjoy that process. You'll need to consider budgeting, investment strategies, risk management when creating a financial plan. In some cases, you also will need to provide advice on tax laws, regulations in order to help them maximize their profits. So this is all setting up the model. Then my question, 
create a financial plan for a small business focusing on savings and long-term investments. And it gives me all about budgeting, all about cost savings, long-term investments, risk management, taxes, investment strategies, etc. You get the slides. Do you want, do you, do you want me to go back? I'll go back. There you go. One more. There. Okay. I never, like, I'll take all those pictures and never look at them. Okay. Yeah. None of us do. Okay. Sample prompt five. This is really cool. Aggregate review data. Well, for years, we've been saying, if you want to write a great sales letter, figure out where the pain points of people are, go to Amazon reviews and look at them. How many of you have done that? Five, right? Because it's a pain in the butt. Right. And you don't typically do like another thing is, is that we're supposed to do this stuff every time that we come up with something new. Right. Every time we rewrite our sales letter, every time we do a new product, etc. So what if instead we just say you're going to act as an Amazon product reviews analyzer. You'll analyze Amazon reviews for various products around a given product category, identify reviewers, most frequent complaints in one star reviews and most frequent positive complaints in five star reviews. You could use this for your customer elevator, too. Right. To create a list of biggest complaints and most positive comments, my first suggestion is provide a list of the 12 most common complaints and 12 most common positive comments about massage therapy guns. No problem. Lack of power. Too loud. Short battery life. Poor quality attachments. Durability issues. What do you think we're going to address in all of our marketing messaging now? Right? Positive comments. Powerful. Quiet. Basically the opposite of all the negatives. Right? But a couple of things that are different. Super, super helpful. And then we just say, write a sales letter based on the results of that. Pretty simple. Write me 25 headlines based on that. Okay? Write a marketing story. Act as a marketing copywriter. You're going to create a witty and funny story containing analogies about the benefits of using a product or service. My first suggested request is write a story about using a massage therapy gun. Now, this one is fairly hokey. And so I'm going to point it out, but there are some things that I think are usable. Tim was working out the gym every day, determined to get in the best shape of his life. They were constantly sore and tight, his muscles. And he was starting to feel like a rusty old car that had been driven around the block one too many times. Right? That's when Tim's friend recommended try a massage therapy gun. Now, now, keep in mind, I can interview it into changing these in any way that I want. So anything that you're like, give me some less hokey stories. Give me some, you know, less, some better analogies, right? Or give me analogies about things that maybe you know about that will apply. Tim's friend recommended he try a massage gun. His muscles felt like they're purring like a kitten instead of creaking like an old door. I love these. You seem to be able to sleep better that night. It was like putting on a pair of cozy pajamas after a long day. I don't actually hate that one, right? And then Tim was happy to share, but he knew deep down it was like sharing a secret sauce. He didn't want to give away the recipe for his success. And they went on. It's like, you know, now I'd ask for just analogies. So it gave me a crap ton of them. So massage is like a magic wand for sore muscles. That's actually not bad. It's the cherry on top of a sundae. Meh. Like a cream in your coffee. No. Icing on the cake. No. You know, but some, some stuff that gives it, this gives me MVP or, you know, MPP, you know, minimum probable product, but, but it really gives you a place to start. And then we just coach it along and get exactly what we want out of it, which is really cool. Now I didn't feed it any data on those. I could have fed it data about my customers, their demographic, their psychographic, all that ICP stuff that we talked about yesterday, right? And I'm going to get a whole different response, much, much more sophisticated. Sample seven, scroll stopping hook. This is one that constantly drives us crazy. The content team is like, we need seven really interesting videos. <laughs> about what? You know, about buying businesses. I don't, I, I don't know. So... Give me X, however many you want, ideas for attention-grabbing hooks at the beginning of 
a video, the video platform or the type, okay? So you could say for Instagram Reels or YouTube Shorts or TikTok or whatever, about whatever your topic is, and what do we want to have happen? We want to stop people from scrolling and get them to watch the video. Great. So I said, give me seven ideas for attention-getting hooks at the beginning of a TikTok video about buying a laundromat for $0 out of pocket to stop people from scrolling and get them to watch the video. One own a laundromat without spending a dime. I thought that was kind of cool because you used to put dimes in, in. I'll show you how I did it. Think you need a lot of money to buy a laundromat? I'll prove you wrong. I bought a laundromat for zero out of pocket and it's been the best decision of my life. Let me show you how. Want your own business without taking on any, any debt? Buy a laundromat for zero out of pocket. It's possible. Don't let lack of funds hold you back, et cetera, et cetera. These are actually pretty daggone good. And so the lack of content that comes because we don't know what to put together I don't think is an issue anymore. And it'll give you as many as you want. If you say, give me 50, it'll give you 50, okay? And it will come up with different hooks. So it's kind of cool. It's like having it brainstorm for you. Like we brainstorm and say, don't be constrained by any you know, sense when you're doing it. You just write stream of consciousness. We kind of get to tap into the stream of consciousness of the AI when we ask it to do lots of things. Okay, eight, customer insights. So my wife suffers from really, really bad heartburn. And it's, a, it's, it's actually not something that I knew anything about. And I wouldn't know if I was selling a heartburn product or if I was a copywriter or an agency or trying to strategically ally with somebody or something like that. But you can do this. Act as a, whatever your customer is. I would do this one tonight struggling with whatever problem your ICP has that you identified on your ICP sheet. Tell me how you feel. Now, act as my customer. So the AI is going to tell me, acting as my customer, how that customer feels, okay? Tell me how you feel, what your challenges are, what pain you're experiencing physically and emotionally, and what you want to feel better. Act as a heartburn sufferer, struggling with chronic heartburn. Tell me how you feel, what your challenges are, what pain you're experiencing, just filling it in, right? As a heartburn sufferer, I feel like I'm constantly struggling with a burning sensation in my chest. It's a constant discomfort I can never seem to shake. Pain can be so bad at times, it feels like there's a fire in my chest. It's not just the physical pain, though, it's, it's tough to deal with. It's the emotional toll. It's hard to enjoy meals, social events, even just relaxing at home when I know there's a good chance I'll be dealing with heartburn soon after. One of my biggest challenges is trying to figure out what foods trigger my heartburn. Never would have thought of that. It seems it's different every time. So now when you're thinking about writing your messaging, does it feel like you never can really put your finger on just what causes heartburn? You eat one food and nothing happens. You eat, and eat it again and something does. There's just no way of predicting. You talk about the customer feeling that you get them, they really will, okay? It seems like it's different every time. Frustrating not be able to pinpoint the cause. I'm constantly worried about the long-term effects too of chronic heartburn. I know it can increase my risk of developing esophageal cancer, and it's something that's always on my mind. I want to feel better. I want to enjoy my meals. I want to enjoy social events. I don't want to feel pain every time. I want to be able to relax at home without worrying about the discomfort. I want to be able to sleep peacefully. Wouldn't have thought of that. And wake up feeling refreshed. Makes sense. You're up all night with that. That sucks. I want to be able to live my life without the constant fear of heartburn. I'd love to find a solution that would help me manage my symptoms and reduce the risk of developing serious heart problems. Is that something that you think would be helpful for you to do for your product? Yeah? I, I think it's pretty awesome. All right. And then creating headlines. So now once you've done all this, but train it first. 
Give it the role, follow that framework, ask the questions, get the benefits, get the pain points, all of that stuff, then ask for headlines, you'll get better results. Write 25 headlines for an ad to sell the marriage makeover experience described in the following sales letter, and then I posted the, or pasted this full letter in, because I've got my whole thing right now, so just like a good copywriter, they're gonna look at what are they, what is the base to work with before they start writing headlines right? We might not always do that. So write 25 headlines for an ad to do that. Save your marriage. Learn how to overcome the top challenges faced by couples. Don't let your relationship drift apart. Learn how to communicate effectively and build trust. Trading on all of the things that we know were going to be important to our audience. Don't give up on your relationship. All the pain points, right? Don't let financial stress tear apart your marriage. Learn how to manage money together. These are really good because they're based on real life stuff. And we didn't have to do any of the research or pay $25,000 and 15% of profits to some copywriter to do it. Sorry, copywriters. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. For each of the 25 headlines above, write one Google AdWords ad consisting of three headlines totaling no more than 30 characters each to promote, right? So I know that because it's hard, I always have a hard time hitting in the Google limitations. And so... It'll give you all the headlines for that. Save your marriage today, improve your relationship, don't give up on love like that. Rebuild trust and intimacy. Manage money together. All the things in 30 characters or less that were the headlines that we saw were going to work in the longer format. Pretty cool. So another one, create stylized articles. So I really like this, to keep things interesting. So I said, write a clickbait article in the style of BuzzFeed about the top 13 reasons couples get divorced. What do you think the headline starts with? Like, what do they always do? For the win, 13 shocking reasons couples get divorced. Number seven's gonna shock you. And then they go on and they give you the article. But that's kind of fun, right? We know this stuff works. So you could pick, what does your market read? My market reads track and field, popular mechanics, life, people, BuzzFeed, right? You could actually, as you're writing different copy for different media have the copy tailored to the media so that it fits into the demo and psychographic of the audience that is there. I think that's magic, right? If you can speak to them in the language that they are used to and you know all of their pain points as them, you're one of them, it's kind of hard not to succeed. Okay, so, and then, as I put that in there twice, what I was trying to put here was just a sample cheat sheet for you to give you a whole bunch of different things because this is the AI-powered executive, not just marketer, but I wanted to really show you that there's a whole lot to get from this just in every single area. And it goes as deep in every single area of your business. So I did it around strategy, recruiting, marketing, sales, operations, and finance, okay? And so there are recipes, there are prompt recipes here for you to start with and then engineer whatever you want, right? So create standard operating procedures for whatever the business is. What are the expects best practices for business operations? Create X ads to sell a product or service. Create a sales comp- list, X sales compensation strategies for whatever sales position we want. All of that is available to you, and it'll all be generated relatively instantaneously, okay? Content, whatever you want. All you have to do is think about all the different forms that exist that you might want to present in. You might also think about what are the content gaps that you have right now, 
maybe take a content inventory using something like this and say, man, I don't have any of this. By the way, I translated it into French and Spanish, and it's perfect, perfect, which means your ads are perfect, which means that all of your benefits, everything is really, really cool. I don't know that that would be the case every time in every language, but that's kind of awesome. So then just some things, just kind of share some things that, I, that you could do. What are some blog post ideas around buying a business? Write a blog post about the due diligence process and what to look for when buying a business. Write a video script about. Now I like this. Look at this. Opening shot. The camera pans over a busy city street filled with biz people and businesses. Stock footage search. Street with people and businesses. Bang. Got it. Right? Narrator. Voiceover. Are you thinking about buying a business? It's an exciting opportunity, but it's also a big decision. That's why the due diligence process is so important, etc. Cut to a close-up of a person sitting at a desk looking over financial statements going, Arr. right? It gives you the freaking script. It's a shooting script. When we do movies, this is what they look like, right? All the blocking, all the B-roll, everything. So when your editor says, I can't create interesting videos, and you just say, let me help you out. Here you go. Right? Yeah, when, when we can say, hey, create the video that you just gave me the script for, and that's coming. That's coming. There are already, like, Synthesia already has avatars, and it can be you as well, that you can type in what you want the video avatar to say, and they will, you can, you want a how-to video about something, and you want, you know, a person of a particular gender or ethnicity or whatever, they got it. Kind of crazy. Descript, we use for video editing. Does anybody here use Descript? Right? If you don't, it's the best thing ever. Deep, Descript will deep fake your voice. So when I say, here's a couple things that are cool. I say, er, and then my son says, find all the uhs and ers and take them out. Boom, done. All of them in one fell swoop, no editing required. I say, see you on the other thing in the video. Oh, damn it. He changes it to see on the next side. No problem. Pretty awesome. So I don't have to do pretty much any retakes anymore, which is really, really great because I do mess up. Okay. Uh, so write a video script, write an email about the due diligence process and what to look for. Subject, due diligence process for business acquisition, dear so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Email. Love it. Write subject lines for an email explaining the due diligence process. Boom. Got them. How many do you want? Test them all. Write a Facebook ad for a course that teaches the due diligence process, what to look for, no problem, got it. Write an outline for a course, no problem. 10 tweets to market a course. They'll even put in the hashtags. Ready to buy a business? Make sure you're prepared with our comprehensive course on the due diligence process within the limits of Twitter, hashtag buying a business, hashtag due. I, it, to me, it's pretty amazing. Email sequence, no problem. Write an email sequence of three emails to follow up with someone who watched a video about buying a business. These emails should have the intent of following up on the video the prospect watched and convincing them to purchase the business buying course they learned about the video that they watched. Email one, email two, don't miss out on this opportunity. Email three, time is running out. Pretty cool, right? So what I don't have time to talk about today is computer vision. Computer vision is the computer's ability to see images and generate things, and it's a whole amazing additional world of stuff because if you need, and it's really amazing, it, it's, it requires a lot more technical specificity to get the results you want, like you need a 3D render of a leopard in a snowstorm on a mountain. The first results of that will be kind of crappy, but when you say it needs to be a renderman 4K, you know, light, blah, 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 
that comes out pretty amazing. And you can even say, give me a, give me a graphic poster in the style of 1950s Russian propaganda posters for, it'll give you 10 of them. It's, it's pretty amazing. So that's Dolly 2, which is the other side. It's an open AI as well, which is, which is the company that has ChatGPT. That's just the computer vision imaging side. And then third-party AI. So does anybody here use copy.ai or Jasper? A lot of you? Cool. It's pretty great. If you haven't used any of those things yet, those are third parties that lay prompts basically in between you and the chat GPT engine. So they might say, because, but you can do this too without having to pay for Jasper, which I pay for, or, or Surfer SEO or any of those other third-party systems. But you can say, write me a sales message in the style of problem, is it problem agitation solution, PAS. Write me AIDA, attention, interest, description, action. And it will do that. So you, that's all those guys are really doing. They're just, they're, they've just put recipes really in between the two, but the, they're worth looking at as well. There's also a lot of plugins, copy.ai and jasper.ai. Any word, yeah, there's a ton of them, right? And so, so what would be great, I'd love to crowdsource the best that all of you guys have in this AI world because it's, there's so much power to this. And I think the power of AI with the power of our group coming together to share what are our best prompts, uh, that would be a really good thing for us to create. So we're going to talk about how to put that together. Would you guys like that? Would that be helpful? Okay. So that's all I have for you today. I hope that you found it was helpful and, and that you really go do this stuff. Incredibly powerful. Amazing. Jennifer Rowland. I think there were maybe a couple of questions. Can we do like two or three really, like really quick ones? I want to make sure that we've got time for, is that right? There you yep. go. Coming at you. Real quick, while, before you ask your question, and because I don't want anybody, these are your Wicked Smart finalists. If you see your name up there, and if you see your name up there, and it, and you have- That's a, a lot. It must've been a pretty good- Dude, we had so many good ones. That's great. I, I honestly don't know how, how Matt and, and Richard picked. I think a lot of it was just, I don't quite, this one, I know there were a couple that were like, that one seems amazing, but I don't, completely under him. We don't have time. So for some of you, if, uh, let me say that if you don't see your name up here, number one, complain, complain to Matt Swan. That's super important that you remember that. All right. Take it personally, complain to Matt Swan. No, if you have a, if you have an idea that you posted that, that didn't get, I would love it if you would still record like a really quick video explaining it. I think the community would benefit and drop it in the appropriate channel because we will still look to take these in, present them at future meetings, but also have you deliver a, a power play on that. So just keep that in mind. But I know we were trying to move and groove quickly. So he picked the ones that just seemed like we could do quick, quick and simply. So, so if it's not up again, please don't be offended. We had a ton. I mean, we had a, like, like 25, which is not normal. That's awesome. It's That's wonderful. really great. Yeah, it's really, and Thank really you great. guys for doing that. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes this better for everybody. It yes. really does. Really, really, really amazing. So, so thank you for that. The, if your name is up here and you have not, you did not include a visual aid and you need a visual aid, there's no requirement for one. Sometimes it's just, you can explain it pretty quickly. So if you don't need it, that's amazing. But if there is a visual aid that you did not submit that you would like included, you got like this next break to get it. What, what do they need to do? 
to get it over here to our crew and to get it dropped in the right spot. Okay. So that has to happen on this break. Okay. Question. Go ahead. Yes. First of all, thank you. That was amazing. Oh, you're welcome. So we're on the content creation and course creation business. And of course, this is like you said, you created a course and sold $250,000, but also how can we leverage this so this won't get us out of business or what's the future that you see for content creators, right? It's kind of good, kind of good news, bad news, right? I, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's a really great question. And, and the thing is, is I, I, I think certainly for the very near term, you are going to be significantly better and it's just, you've got to coach it. So to me, it's like really as, as copywriters, course creators, and, and general creators of, of stuff out there, we need to become good interviewers of AI. That our job isn't the, that first part, but to me, it's going to make you so much more efficient. And I'll, I'll tell you, I still don't want to do this. I can, and it's fun, and it's interesting, but I, I, it's not my joy and genius zone. So I'm still pretty much always going to have you do that. I can, by the way, make my own sandwich but I can't remember the last time I did. I go out to a restaurant. I could wash my own your car. your own sandwich? I could wash my <laughs> own car, but I don't do that. And I mean, seriously, it's like, think about all the things we do. Mm-hmm. We can do all of those things. So, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's not going to be something that puts you out, but it is going to be something that elevates the game. And the best, most successful copy people and course creation people are going to be the people who know how to supplement an interview and use this. And that is going to be the skill and then the tweaking and, uh, and resolution of those couple of things. By the way, I didn't say AI lies frequently and happily and confidently, right? Like, 225% of children will die of this tomorrow. No, how is that even possible? You know, it's like, it's true. And here's the site. It's because it's learned from a bunch of marketers. Because it's, yeah. Because <laughs> turns out all of the information on the internet is not true. I'm sorry to break it to you. No Santa? Also. Yeah? Sorry. You son of a bitch. For all the, <laughs> for all the kids that are watching, spoiler alert. Oh, shoot, too late. Um, so so that, I think that's the answer, though. So, so to me, it's exciting because in terms of a differentiator for you, that's the differentiator. And I would lean hard into it and say, you know, we are AI supplemented and blah, 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 and here's why the story is great. Have the AI write the story. And... Um, It'll be great. <laughs> Keep in mind also, there's, uh, you know, karaoke, right? There's plenty of people you go to a karaoke bar who go up there and they just crush it. They got a great voice. They ain't Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. right? And so this is karaoke. All it's doing is looking back. Um, it, it's, it's, it's singing songs of, of what is. It's not going to do original, uh, truly original ideas. There's still always going to be a place for that. And I think it'll be getting this to get the the boiled chicken, like what are the basic stuff? And then now how do we layer upon that our own original ideas? Yep. It's just going to make um, originality more efficient. Yeah. Uh, curious, Roland, have you played with some of the other interfaces like um, Playground, which I, give you more? I haven't. I played with, uh, I played with uh, Copy AI and, uh, and Jasper, the only two that I've played with, and MidJourney for the images, but I just haven't had time. Playground's just sort of part of... Um, the same thing as chat GPT. It's just okay. a different interface. It gives you control over the length and also the... Um, I've heard of it. I hadn't played with it. Aggressiveness of the you, copy. It works well for you? I've, I've only played with it a little bit. I've done more chat GPT as well. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. 
I think we can all crowdsource and learn together pretty effectively on this stuff. Anything else? Way right. back, back. We'll do way back in the back. You had one, two, deep. All right, we'll do one, two. Oh boy. Do a do a multi uh, relay kind of thing. Cut off. Hit the cutoff person. All right, Kevin Daly. Cut. Oh, interception. Nice. All right. Hey, thanks, Roland. Yeah. Um, just curious from like a copyright perspective, who actually owns the content once this it's, AI produces it? Let's say it, you have it publish a book for you and then you publish that book. Do you actually own the rights to that book or how does that work? Yeah, it's, uh, there, there is a book that was published, uh, the full book there, and one of my friends just did one, a children's book. Um, and the answer is tough right now. I, I don't know the legal answer, uh, but I mean, it's arguably everything is a derivative but then how derivative is it if the originality is putting it all together in the way that creates something new? And you know, that it's kind of the same thing with music when everybody started, when digital sampling came out and loops started happening and people were taking old things and putting in the business uh, and putting in the new things. Um, so I don't know, I think it's gonna be up for grabs, but here's the deal is anything that you reduce to tangible form that is an original work of authorship, which would be the thing that would be fighting about, you have the copyright in because you're the person that reduced it to digital form. So if you were the cause of it being reduced to digital form by that software, unless you signed an agreement that said that the software has the rights to that, which look out for that, by the way, um, that is gonna be yours. Also run it through Copyscape. I saw a thing where somebody said, um, a follow-up prompt was um, make it sound more human and less a like an AI. Uh, and after, you know, rewrite, but sounding more human and, and less AI. And there's things that can double check, like, was this AI or human? And just having it redo it past the AI check. Yeah. Which and the copyscape. Interesting. Yeah, and copyscape, which is terrifying. Uh, just a quick follow-up question. So let's say you're using this to write articles with the intention of ranking in the Google algorithm. Do you see that being impacted because it was created online by this AI that everyone has access to? I don't, I think Google's gonna be on the on the lookout for that, but I mean, really, Google's job is to get the best answer to the question. So if the content answers the question and it's not duplicate content, then I think that it's gonna win. Because mm -hmm. why would you penalize, if, if, if really the goal is to serve the end user of Google who is searching to find an answer to their question, don't you want to serve the best answer? And here's the thing too is that this is not going to give you the best answer yet. You're, you still are going to have to coach it. And so everybody, think about all the different opportunities for different pathways of the content to go based on just the wording of the questions. You get five questions in on prompt chaining, I mean, it's gonna be pretty hard for anybody to ever come up with exactly what you came up with. All right, cool, thank you. Mm -hmm. What you got? Um, so just building on the previous uh questions that were asked. Um, if everyone's putting out more blog content. Can you hold it a little closer? Oh. If everyone's putting out blog content that's now AI generated, is link building gonna be the differentiator for who ranks and who doesn't? I just don't think it's any different than what we have right now. Because most people that create content right now that are putting out a whole lot of content are stealing it from other stuff. Right? How do you write content? How do your copywriters write content? They go and they Google. And they read 10 articles and then they try to smash them together and write a better one. All we're doing is saying, that's not going to be something we have to have a human do anymore. I just don't see it changing. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. There never has been. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's thievery, just more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
you know, it feel, it, it's like it feels weird because we, we feel like, like oh, if, if I spend a lot of time doing a lot of research, mm-hmm. right, now I've sort of earned it because um, I went and did all my, all my research and d- blood, sweat, and tears and compiled it myself and came up. But you're still just creating a derivative of what was already out there, right? It's a very different animal than, you know, reaching a, a truly unique conclusion and coming up with your own idea without going and... But even when you're doing that, isn't it going to be based on something? I mean, we come up with a lot of original frameworks and tools and models here that we give you. They're all based on stuff we've learned. The only question is, do I remember the original source? If I do, I give it credit. If I don't, I take all the credit, right? That's kind of how it works. So, you know, that it, it rolls right. There's really, it's nothing new. It's just more efficient. And so because it happens so quickly, it's like we feel dirty. <laughs> you know? Bonus. I Any came off questions? sounding weirder than I wanted it to. <laughs> cool. Hey, uh, oh, one Moises, you got, can you pass up? Uh, oh, do you have one back there? Yeah. I have a super All right, that's cool. Deepa, will you, will you pass? Oh, who's? Uh, oh, it's just a service that, that vets whether you have violated someone else's good. copyright. Yeah, so I actually just have a super short comment to, to add to this. It can also write code. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't go into that, but yeah. it, it will also translate code. It's so like cool. You can say, translate this Python code into C++, and it will come back with perfectly executable code. You can say, Act as a Linux terminal and create. The, I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah. Uh, but that that to me is it's pretty cool. And they I've seen people do games on it, like a jumping game yeah. and things like that. It's in, in seconds. The the, the the like the super short use case that I found that was amazing to take over the stage because I'm a jerk. Um, <laughs> was I, I asked it to uh, write me a Google Sheets script to optimize Amazon campaigns for target ACOS, and it knew. Google, uh, Amazon's bulk sheet, yeah. header formats and everything. It was crazy. It's kind Such of a time saver. It yeah. really is. Yeah. If you're into coding, it, it gets crazy, crazy. Copyscape. Copyscape to see if you're not violating. But um, once you do it, you can say rewrite again so that it passes copyscape. You could also say write this uh, and don't use any information that you don't find in three independent sources, which is generally the, the ground rule for whether something's in the public domain. What's this? So I'm, uh, I'm in a Perry's uh, mastermind uh, driven. Yeah. And we're talking about uh, chat GPT a lot. And one thing that he says is he's going to go out on purpose this year is anti-GPT. So he's going to try to sound as human as possible on all his copy. And the, the thinking is that that will make him stand out. Because a lot of people will be just doing chat GPT. I don't think it's that different, though. Dude, I mean, look at look at the stuff that it puts out. It's just not that different. It sounds to me. It it's great. Too that perfect. sounds like a great marketing hook. It sounds you know, too perfect. I would expect from ChatGPT sounds too like you know like somebody wrote it last year and you really like a pro. I can tell you that I have two hundred fifty thousand reasons that I am okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go with that. Here, yeah, and I'll also and say, my entire Christmas. <laughs> most people already sounded the same. Yeah. So that is always good advice. Right. But again, this idea that we're now all going to start sounding the same, y'all, we already do. Okay. That's why I did the session on character diamonds. This is not creating anything new. It's not changing anything. The, the, some, all it's, it's making it all more efficient. It's a tool. It is, it is a tool to create similar sameness, which has always existed and it's always been the norm. And our job was always to figure out that extra little bit, like, just unpack the word extraordinary. 
extraordinary. Or thought leader. Not right? fundamentally different, just a little extra from ordinary. Yeah. The bar is so astoundingly low. And what this meant is that now everybody can reach the same mediocre bar. Faster. Faster. So, but it didn't, it did not raise the bar. The bar has not been raised. More people can get to the same boring ass mediocre bar. Congratulations. It's really bad news for, for mediocre people. It always was. Right. And so, yeah, I think all of us, you should always have your own voice. Yes. Uh, but saying I want to be more human. Uh, my belief is that probably what AI is producing is the most human of anything, because most humans are pretty ordinary. By definition, it's math. Right. Most humans. Bell curve. They're about the same. So is what it is. It's always been the extraordinary. It's, it's karaoke. That's how it be. Cool. Karen, uh, can you pass the the mic and then we'll uh, and then we will go we will go to break. Um, quick question: Do you know if there's one that does like you put in a YouTube video link and it turns into an article? Does anybody know? <laughs> Sorry, if that's a rude. Question. You can have something transcribe. I know transcribe. Like I have all that. Just curious if someone. I know. Is there like one that just? I would copy the transcription out? from YouTube and paste it in, and then have it write the article based. Okay. On. I mean, I could, I'm doing that. I'm just curious if there's like even faster. Oh, you did. Okay. Thank you. I mean. What? Well, yeah. What's it called? Here. Hold on, uh, Moises. Will you pass? Don't you hate that in messages, like in group chats? Somebody goes, "I've I've got an answer to that. Message <laughs> me for that." Message for that. Screw you, man. Tell it to everybody. <laughs> well, what is it? I'm looking up the name of it. I will have it in the Slack group in the marketing <laughs> channel here in like five minutes. Hey, I signed up. You know what happens? I signed up for it. And I, we gave you an entire sales letter. I know. Thank you, Roland. You're welcome. Let me know how it does. We really appreciate it. I really want to know how it does. I'm fighting with Kevin on who launches it first. I love it. I love it. So right, That's all I asked. Sorry if I... No, that's amazing. I was so curious. Was no, totally. Great question. I Thank you very much. I wanted to bypass the transcript. Yeah, I get you. You want to just drop in the, the URL? When, yeah. they, when they connect it to the internet and it goes out and does that, it's going to be kind of amazing, I think. I know. Um, so will you drop that in the tools, um, the tools yeah. section? Thank you very much. And you know we're just giving you crap, right? We love you. Okay, cool. 100%. Um, yeah, true. Um, no. All right, everybody. Another round of applause for the wonderful, the talented, the amazing Roland Frazier. Um, Hey, Roland Frazier here. If you're looking for a way to grow your business exponentially, to get more customers and ultimately increase your wealth, there's no faster way to do it than to acquire other businesses that already have the customers, products, services, teams, and media that you want. If you want to double your sales, just acquire a company that has the same sales as yours. It sounds simple, but far too many people end up starting new businesses that fail and forget that they could skip all the hard stuff and just acquire one that already exists. There's a reason why private equity firms, family offices, big companies like Apple, Google, and some of the smartest entrepreneurs on the planet do not start new businesses from scratch. They acquire already successful businesses. And when they do it, they instantly increase their sales, their profits. If they want market share, they increase that. They can get new products and services to offer all instantly. Hey, look, 90% of new businesses fail. 90%. Why not acquire an already successful business and increase your chances of success by 900%?
What most people don't realize is you can acquire highly profitable businesses with no money out of your own pocket in pretty much any country in the world, regardless of your credit and without having to go find a bunch of investors or needing any experience. Look, I've been acquiring businesses for over 30 years now, and I cover the whole process in my epic investing strategy training, and I want to give it to you 100% free. Just visit businesslaunchpodcast.com forward slash epic to get your free access to my epic investing training right now while it's available. 